they're all existing items, but they've got like a, a description of, you know, this item dropped when so-and-so happened, like whoever got first blood. Right. And uh, on the marketplace, people are selling them and they're actually like selling them for like, I don't know, 10, 100 times worth the actual price from the store. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody told me that if if I happen to get one out of this tournament, it'll instantly be worth at least like eighty or a hundred dollars. Yeah, and so, depending yeah. on like if it's a popular team uh, and a like big play or something, I imagine it'd be worth even more. Hey, I'm Brad Shoemaker, and welcome to another episode, and uh, my first episode of Giant Bomb's Interview Dump Truck. So, I've been playing Dota 2. I've been playing a lot of Dota 2, uh, and while it's uh, a free-to-play game, uh, from the ground up, you can play everything in it for free, I've still managed to somehow spend 80 or $90 on just purely cosmetic stuff to go on my heroes and the user interface and announcer packs and, you know, the list goes on and on of things that you can spend money on in this game. So I wanted to talk to somebody who's kind of getting in on this action, who's uh, taken part in this kind of crazy new business model that Valve is building up around their games. Uh, so I got in touch with uh, Sydney, Australia's Ben Redder, better known as Bronto Thunder on the internet. Uh, Ben's a, a pretty young guy uh, living in Sydney and making his living entirely by uh, crafting items uh, that then uh, go on sale in the Dota 2 marketplace. So I just wanted to sit down with Ben and uh, kind of talk to him about how he got into this uh, this crazy new world of making items for other people's games and uh, how it's doing for him. I started, uh, I went to school, I went to the Academy of Interactive Entertainment from 2009 to 2010. To just because um, I didn't really know what I was doing, I, I was nineteen or twenty at the time, and you know I like video games. I I'm, I've been drawing and stuff since I've since whenever, so may as well try to learn how to make three D models. Um, so I've been doing that since two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and then was freelancing since I graduated. So for the past couple of years, and then uh, work was getting a bit dry. Um, and like I was already way into Dota, so I was just kind of pondering, you know, what am I doing? What am I doing? And then, besides playing too much Dota, <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. I see, like, you know, I've got hundreds of hours played in this in this game. So, and the workshop was already um, pretty established at that point. So I'm like, you know, may as well give this thing a go. If there's anything that's going to spark the inspiration, it's going to be the thing which has been luring me away from working <laughs> in the first place. Sure. If it's anything like my experience, it's the thing that's increasingly taking your life over. Yeah, I didn't, I'd be in a pretty bad shape if I wasn't actually making money from this, looking at the amount of hours I've played it. <laughs> sure. So, I mean, was there ever a point where you were, like, concerned that this wouldn't be worth the time you were putting into it? Or, or did you have any sense going into it of how much you could actually get out of it? Like, if you could actually turn this into a full-time living? Uh, that was always the crazy hope. I mean, my first kind of... um goal was you know if i can make enough money to get me to the international three that'd be the coolest thing ever yeah like not 
thinking that making a living out of this was sure. just some sort of crazy dream. You're just reinvesting but, all the profits back into Dota. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just about giving Valve more and more money. Um, but I was starting, I mean, obviously the TF2, um, the money that there were, it was very well documented that there were people making good money from TF2 items, but totally unsure of how that translated to Dota because the, the hero spread is that much more. It's not just nine characters that you're getting items for. Um, but I was, like I got one of my first item sets accepted pretty um, quickly uh, in terms of time from it being submitted to it being in the game. And Which one was that? There was, that was the, the Crimson Cutthroat, the okay. Bounty Hunter set. Sure. Um, but because I had to get an international tax number, it was about four months or so till I actually got my first, um, first pay from Valve. And if I had probably seen that during the time that I was... I was still working on the items in, during that four months. And if I'd probably seen that paycheck, it would have been a bit more motivating. <laughs> uh, to, I mean, it wasn't anything crazy, but it was enough to keep me going. Sure. And by the time I actually got that paycheck, I had even more items accepted. And the pay for that was coming next month. So, you know, I got that money. I'm like, wow, if this is just for this one set, uh, I'm probably going to get a bit more next month. And then... The month after that was around the same. So three months of pay at this point, and I'm like, I'm already blown away. Well, pretty happy so far. I mean, obviously, yeah. I'm not, not going to go as far as saying, "Hey, how much money do you make out of this?" But like, so I mean, would you say that for you, at least where you're at right now, this is like a, a pretty comfortable living? Yeah, I'd say so. And um, yeah, it's, it's more more money than I kind of have any reason any reason to have like <laughs> for, some, for someone who's 24 like i don't need uh, it's not like a fortune or anything sure. but it's it's more money than i'd be making um you know working a, a part-time job somewhere right. or a full-time job at a lesser place um yeah and also sydney's a crazy expensive city i can't imagine like there are some people living you know small european towns that are doing the exact same thing i imagine the money that they're getting is worth just that much more even oh, if it's the exact same dollar amount okay so you're saying you can actually you can get along uh pretty well in like a major metropolitan area then yeah okay wow uh so i mean you talk about like you if you had known how lucrative it was going to be up front you might have kind of cranked stuff out a little faster like even now that you're established i'm sure some of this just comes down to like kind of personal habits and work ethic and stuff but like do you ever have days where you kind of have a hard time getting motivated or do you feel very like self-motivating to, to, to do this stuff? Like, or do you just kind of take a day off here and there if you feel like it? Yeah, I absolutely take a day off here and there. I, I'm very aware that, you know, you can't really force. It's usually during the creative time, so the, the early concepting days of a set where if you don't have that kind of um, spark of inspiration, you're just kind of hitting your head against a wall. Right. But with... 3D, there's, there are points where it's purely just um, you know, technical at a certain point where all you need to do is get this thing done. So at that point, it's very easy to kind of, once the, the project started rolling, to get it to a finished point is that much better. Right. But early days, yeah, if, you haven't, if I haven't got a concept, I can be like for a week or two just going, I want to make something for this guy, but it's not looking right. 
Right. So I mean, not to not to trivialize the the modeling part, but I guess the I, I imagine the getting the design down on paper and getting to the point where you're happy with it is, is the hard part, right? Like from there, like I, I hesitate, hesitate to call it manual labor, but that's kind of the the heavy lifting. No, part, that, that's right? a, yeah, that's a fair um, assessment because yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to word is that yeah, it gets to a point where it's yeah, purely just putting the hours to get it done. Right. But um, the, with the concepting, because you can come up with something really cool, but if it doesn't, there's being able to concept really well, and then there's being able to concept really well for Dota 2. Because <laughs> you're making an item which is going to be viewed from a top-down perspective, you know, 90% of the time. Right. And if it doesn't read well from that angle, it's, you know, not really a good item. But it can be, like, done by the greatest artist there is and if it was like a turnaround you know like a regular 3d model just for a portfolio it could be like the best but if it doesn't have strong you know bright colors that match the hero and it isn't readable from a distance that kind of stuff then it's it's gonna fail it's it's interesting that you bring up that kind of the the top-down perspective that's really pulled out because and especially with bounty hunter which you said you did a set for because i've uh i've gotten like three or four random drops with him and i, I slapped them all on of course because hats you know um, oh yeah but uh, he's he's kind of a gangly hero, you know. Like there's not a lot of bulk to him, uh, mm. so it did feel like a little bit of the detail in some of those items I had put on him was getting lost just because he's not he's not a substantial physical presence to see items on in the first place. Like is that, mm-hmm. is that something that you have ever gotten any feedback on or kind of conferred well, with other people about as far as like how to how to you know emphasize the the or bring out the the detail of the stuff you're making. Well, Valve's released a really um, fantastic in-depth few kind of PDFs on, um, let's just see if I can bring them up. One is a character art guide, which just goes through their whole process of um, making a character. And it, it covers all the rules. It's got, you know, silhouette, the the Valve gradient, which, you know, things need to be darker the closer they are to the ground and then lighter as they get towards the, the camera. And... Um, and reading that after making my bounty under set was a real eye opener and helped a lot towards um, my future sets. Because I mean, I look at that first set now, even though I feel like it might be my most popular just from what I've seen in um, playing games, like it just popping up. I think it might be my most popular, but it's probably my least favorite just because I, I look at it now, you know however many months removed from making it go, <laughs> oh, I could just do it so much better. Of course, yeah, that's always the way. Yeah. Um, so honestly, like you talk about the, the Valve guidelines and the and the, uh, the material they've given you. Uh, actually, is, is that stuff freely available? Can anybody do it? No, it's absolutely it? freely available, okay. yeah. I, no, I'm not, I haven't gotten some secret. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sitting on top secret trade secrets. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to go pull that up later then. I'm curious about it. But I mean, I, more than anything, like when you're talking about coming up with ideas for for items in the game, like the fiction in Dota 2, if you can even call it a fiction, is so bizarre and scattershot, you know? It's kind of all over the place. Like sometimes the character design is really serious and it's kind of like, you know, a lot of high fantasy elves and and stuff like that. And then you get like like Ogre Magi, you hear a slot machine when his skills proc. The walrus punch of Tusk. Exactly, you know, like Storm Spirit likes to yell puddin' pop a lot. Like, just the most ridiculous stuff. So, like, I'm curious, like, how far afield of kind of the, the serious core of the game you can get with the item designs or if they if they have any, gui- like, guidelines or they want you to be a little conservative as far as, like, how ridiculous some of the stuff is that you make. Um, I think 
in terms of the law, the community is that much more invested in it than, well, that much more like protective of it than um, Valve seems to be because I recently got an item accepted, which is for Marana, who's usually riding a big snow tiger thing. Right. Um, but I've made a dragon for her. And in terms of community um, backlash from that, like on Reddit, there's some real angry people really? that there's now a dragon in the game instead of her usually riding a a tiger. Like, do you, um, is, is there any is there any kind of rationale presented with these arguments, or is it just kind of like we hate things that are new and different? Like, because I mean, you there's, know, these, these are all cosmetic items. Obviously, they they have no bearing whatsoever on how the game plays. Yeah, exactly, and and. I feel like I did a good job translating the visual cues of the tiger to the the yeah to the dragon, um, but you know internet comments they don't really need to go in depth if they don't like something. <laughs> sure. It's just like I'm looking at the top comment or not top comment the latest comment on the workshop page. It's just dragon is great, but it doesn't fit bottom and then weird smiley face. Right. Oh, yep. Yeah, I see that right there. Um... Well, that actually that reminds me of something I wanted to ask you about, which was uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the uh, the the Alpine set for Ursa. Yeah, which I guess was probably like if if there were ever a scandal of the Dota Two Workshop, I guess that was it. Uh, that one and the Timebreaker. Don't know if you've heard of the Timebreaker. No, time I actually breaker. haven't seen which, that one, but which is a, which was a weapon ripped straight out of Ion. You know that MMO. Okay, actually, I did hear about that. You're right. Yeah, uh, and, my, and then oh, go ahead. Yeah, it, it was in the game. Like as a drop, and then a week, uh, a few days later, someone's like, "Hey, this is from Ion," and it was just instantly removed. Anyone, uh, the guy who made it or submitted it, was like banned, and his whole backpack was gotten rid of. Were those? Uh, I mean, he sold it for money, right? I he well, like, it was part of a chest, so oh, okay. people bought keys and opened the chest. Okay. There was a chance it dropped. So I mean, obviously, in that case, there's like a legal reason that they need to take action mm-hmm. there. But do you know if the game or the item itself was removed from the game? I mean, obviously, people it, it was replaced with okay. a valve made. I imagine. Um, gotcha. They made it mace, and the, the that mace is worth like a lot of money at this point. <laughs> I'm sure. It's going for like fifty dollars on the market. Right. Well, in, in but the, the Alpine Ursa set is worth about two hundred for each piece. I've heard it's extremely valuable, and and correct me if I'm wrong. My understanding of that situation is just that. Uh, similar to what you're saying with your dragon, like it, it entered the shop and a lot of people just responded really negatively to it because they thought it didn't fit the kind of look and feel of the game. And if I'm not mistaken, they actually demanded that it be removed from the shop. Is that right? Yeah, that's straight up it. It so, was maybe there for a week or two. So uh, like a, I, but it's got like a silly hat. I think that's what does it. Oh, absolutely. He's wearing like um, if anybody who's listening Lederhausen, to this, if you, if you, if, I think you basically just need to Google like Ursa Alpine set and look at the pictures. And yeah, it's, it's it, you, you know... Like you said, he might as well be wearing later hosen. You know, he's got the the silly hat and the and the kind of the suspender looking straps. And there's a, mm. I think there's a feather coming out of the hat. I mean, it's it's a little bit ridiculous. But I, I just, do you have any insight into like why people would respond so so vehemently that they would actually insist this thing be taken down instead of like just not buying it? You know, it it seems like a really extreme reaction. Yeah, I think everyone is very cautious of the game turning into what TF2 became. Because myself included, I used to play TF2 a lot. And then, you know, I logged in a year later and then what are all these items and weapons going on? Like, I had no idea what was going on. Um, And I think people are just wary of the game getting distracted from the main core of what it is, Mm -hmm. which is like, you know, a hardcore experience, which, you know, it's this cool club which you know even though three or so million people play it 
everyone's very defensive about it. Sure. And they don't want it to get silly. They don't want it to change into something which it isn't. But at the, yeah, you're right. If you don't like the item, you don't have to buy it. And the chances of, because there's a hundred heroes in the game, chances are of someone playing that hero and having that item and it te- distracting, detracting your experience is so rare that I don't understand the, um, that level of protesting. Right. Does, does, has that reaction, I mean, having seen that go down, has that made you kind of more conservative about some of the crazier ideas that you might have previously thought about doing? Um, yeah. Uh, I think, I was, yeah, I, I had some ideas early on. I mean, this was still before I was really getting into it, but um, I feel like at this point I'm more focusing on just cool designs as opposed to early on I'm like I was aiming for gimmicky things like just hoping that they would get accepted like my sniper set which is pretty reminiscent of the Warcraft 3 Dota sniper with Mm -hmm. the cloak um, and the mustache I kind of rushed that out going oh I hope I make this and I hope I get it um, finished before someone else uploads it to the workshop (laughs) whereas now I'm just kind of trying to focus on cool designs which I think just as an artist is more interesting to work on and there's less chance that someone's going to make the exact same thing. Sure. Yeah. If you just kind of let your mind run wild. Kind of. And I'm, I'm working, I'm working with a concept artist right now, the concept artist who Danadam who worked on the um, winning polycount set for disruptor. I don't know if yeah, there was a big, um, you know, polycount, the oh, yeah, 3d yeah. forum. Definitely the they site, teamed yeah. up with valve and did a big to- uh, contest, which, brought a ton of amazing artists to the workshop um and i'm working on a less track set for him so because i'm not really a concept artist but i have been doing my own concepts and working with a concept artist it's so much better to get my ideas i mean get his ideas and then translate them to 3d instead of having to work on everything my my own right which because obviously like the the modeling can't begin until the concept is locked right so it's almost i guess it would almost be like a bottleneck in a way well, there's we do do like Google Hangouts and stuff and work in tandem a lot because he's he's really good as a concept artist in terms of like I'll send him my my ZBrush um, file, he'll open it, have a look at it, you know, see if it's it's good. And he's working on because there's so many pieces to it. It's not just his the full concept. We're working together, progressing the set. So it's not it's not as big of a bottleneck. Uh, as you'd think, but I think the the bigger bottleneck is just the fact that he's in Spain and I'm in Sydney and time zones. <laughs> as yeah, as, as as we can attest to, as many yeah, days exactly. as, as it took us to put this conversation together. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, uh, especially as a fan of the game, and I mean, there are so many heroes. You know, there's obviously like a hundred plus. Um, how do you decide which character you're going to focus on and, and make some stuff for next? Is it uh, is it at all biased by like the characters you like playing the most or is it just like whatever idea pops into your head that's kind of what you go after well there is there is a limited list of heroes that you can currently work on um i'll just try and get the exact number one two three four one two it's probably around 60 or so okay um so that that's limiting in itself i mean you can make couriers wards and uh like huds and stuff but so from that list i'll usually just uh, yeah, the heroes that I like to play is what I started with. And now I'm kind of wanting to, because Ricky and Sniper aren't really seen in the pro scene at all, I'm kind of wanting to work on heroes that I can 
see items which will pop up as I'm watching the pro games. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's kind of what I want to be doing. Uh, actually, so I'm I'm just now getting into, you know, I've been watching the, the West qualifiers this week and stuff. Um, but I haven't had a, ch- a chance to really eyeball what's going on a whole lot. But did you actually see a lot of custom items pop up in those pro games? I mean, I have to... Oh, have yeah. To, I have to imagine it's like a huge sales boost to see, like, Navi or whoever like sporting your item you know because then everybody's gonna like make a rush on it in the store right yeah i because i haven't got any sort of um metrics on how things be uh uh, sold um or how much they're sold it's kind of hard to tell but i know i definitely get excited when i see my own item and or i see you know a friend of mine's item being played in the game so it's like oh cool good for them but i imagine there aren't as many people because you know there's three million, no, three point two million people playing this game. Um, they're not all on Reddit, and they're all not all checking the store on the workshop. So if they see that item, they go, "Oh, that's a cool thing. I might get that." Right. Um, but there's definitely like items and sets that are so much more popular across the pro scene than I would have thought. Like there's um, there's a Rubik set which makes him look really weird and completely different to his usual uh self because it completely changes his head and that's one of the most popular item sets that i've seen pro players choose and that and the panda set for lone druid that's cool um so you mentioned that uh, a whole lot of the heroes you are not eligible for for items yet um i actually noticed like as as i'm digging into the game i've been playing life stealer a lot and he's you know he's definitely one of the most used heroes but he's actually he's in that big pool that uh isn't open to editing yet uh do you have any sense of like what it is that they need to put together before he enters into the the workshop space like do they have to establish a bunch of character specific guidelines or is it no what what i imagine it is is that you look at him and what can you customize he's got some chains on him and i I feel like that's what it is (laughs) you're right i did have that thought i mean obviously you're not going to just like put a top hat and a monocle on him or something Mm -hmm. um so what i imagine is i I feel like they're I know there are a couple of heroes that are being redesigned. Um, whether okay. or not it's to incorporate uh, cosmetics or not, um, I'm not sure. But there were... So Venomancer and Storm Spirit are getting redesigns okay. from what I've heard. Uh, and yeah, you look at Lifestealer and you, and you go, you know, what do you customize on him? But also you could have thought the same thing with Morphling. Um, and he's got plenty of cosmetics. So I don't know... Um, I imagine they're just they're possibly going to redesign Lifestealer because um, there are heroes which have been broken down. Uh, I don't know if you, you're aware of Cyborg, Cyborg Matt. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep, uh, he's got his blog, and you can see when heroes have been broken down and are ready to be uh, have items made for them, but they're just not on the hero um, page where you can download their models okay. or in the importer section of the game. So. I think Valve might also be just kind of slowly releasing heroes that the workshop isn't just flooded sure. with uh, yeah. all yeah, yeah, one hero. 100 characters, you could definitely reach overload pretty yep. quickly. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're taking money in the shop for this game. They're having big international term- tournaments. It's, it's kind of easy to forget that this is technically still in beta. Um, yeah. But... Have you ever, uh, have you or any, any other modelers you're aware of ever had an issue of like a character being redesigned kind of late in the game and having like items break or having to go back and kind of re-rig things to make them work with a new model or anything like that? 
yeah, literally just I had that exact same thing happen to me. Ricky um, got a redesign or like a read texture uh, a month ago or a few weeks ago. And one of my braces kind of had a clipping issue. Like he has, because I have a Ricky set, He like his arm kind of popped through uh, one of my items. And then, you know, I just fixed that. You know, I made the model bigger, posted it to... Um, the workshop and then the next patch it was in the game so that was no problem but i've also had you know the first few weeks of my bounty hunter set existing <laughs> it if anyone had was wearing that in the game random people would just disconnect and crash like, <laughs> wow the the set was game breaking that's a pretty malicious itself. item yeah uh, did, did, uh, did that valve give you any 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 guff for that or was that just kind of an oversight i don't even know if it was my fault like oh, wow. it could just have been a weird line of code or something uh, in that uh but there is the the dev forums, which are where all the bugs are posted, um, and people post that instantly as soon as they find out about it. And so, I mean, you look at the the bug list for Dota Two, and it is like pages. Or if it would, if there was different pages, it was, it's just like one long list of bugs. Some which are kind of game breaking, some which are less so. But I think that list. Besides the fact that there are still a dozen or so heroes left to be released, that list is why the game is still in beta. Sure. Yeah. Well, with, with that many characters and stuff, you know, it, it seems likely that, the, that they'll never completely get it get it in in top shape. You know. Well, yeah. There's a, there's a new same with Warcraft the the Warcraft three version. There's a new update. There's like patches happening to it every week, and every time there's a new patch, there's a new bug. There's just that that many heroes and that many items from artists who aren't at Valve and don't work within, you know, they may do something, ex- export an item a different way, right. which isn't, you can't figure out what's wrong with it until, you know, you've got 100 people playing the game. Right. That's just kind of the, the uncertain nature of, of game development, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, you know, you're you're still relatively new with this. I mean, to be fair, this is still a relatively new pursuit with the game only being, you know, couple years old at this point but uh mm-hmm. uh not to create too much competition for yourself but do you have any recommendations for people if if they're you know just starting out in, in 3d art and modeling to to get into something like this like is it is it easy to i mean obviously there's the the artistic and and the artistic side and the skill set but then also approaching valve like is that easy to kind of get get hooked up with them and sort of get into the system well, in terms of um, direct contact with Valve, there's not really any need for that to get items into the, the store. Basically, you they've given artists everything they need. You've got the, you can download all of the currently um, workshoppable heroes from their site, and that has all their models, it has the the textures and animations all bundled up in there. So you can completely dissect uh, their process. You can like it's an x-ray x-ray through their process so even if you're not interested in learning about how to make items for dota 2 if you're just an up-and-coming 3d artist who wants to learn how a one of the biggest companies makes their models it is an invaluable source okay um yeah but in terms of getting started with dota 2 i'd say have a base knowledge of 3d before like getting into Dota 2, just know how to do all of the things first because then you need to learn how to do all of those things the Dota 2 way. Like I've, I get a lot of people adding me on Steam saying, you know, how, how do I get started in this? 
because they want to make items for Dota 2 because, you know, it's their favorite game, same reason I did, but they don't have that few years of experience to kind of push them along. So I'd say as much as it is exciting to try and get into making items for Dota 2 as fast as possible, I'd say that patience is kind of a virtue in this respect. So you kind of, kind of um, want to work your way up from the bottom and sort of learn the, the generalized way to do things before you get into this specific kind of ecosystem? Yeah, that's, that, I'd, I'd say that's probably the way I'd do it. Um, but if you are just wanting to I mean, rush into it, there are tons of um, good guides out there. There's uh, Lenny Agony's guide, which is on the... I don't know how to get to community guides for the game. Oh, there we go. Um, and he's he's just completely given you a step-by-step on how to make an item and get it into at least the um, imported section of the game, which is uh, at that point you just submit it to the workshop and if it's popular or if Valve likes it, it'll get into the game. Okay. So, so the, yeah. the initial submission process, you're not even having to like establish a relationship with valve or anything is it is it basically no 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 all the importing tools just, are already in the game okay so it's basically as easy as just kind of clicking an upload button and sending it along uh yeah in terms of getting it to the workshop and at that point you have to deal with the the comments and the downvotes <laughs> and the stress of seeing how many people are giving you the thumbs up how many people are giving you the thumbs down and all, all just part of life on the internet unfortunately oh man you can i can go crazy over those numbers. <laughs> take it take it from me it's better not to obsess over it um, like 2,000 people like it 30 people don't I know why don't those 30 people like it all of a sudden those 2,000 melt away and the 30 exactly. just pierce you right through the heart uh, do they uh, give you a lot of input into the pricing or is that all your decision do they give any kind of guidance or, or, or make recommendations uh, zero. really yeah we we item makers unless there's um a special circumstance where we're finding out patch day if our item's in the game where we don't um, sort out the rarity of the item, or oh, interesting. I mean, it's kind of it's assumed at this point that if there's a mount, it's mythical. Uh, but other than that, it's up to Valve to decide how rare it is, um, how much it costs. Right. Even if yeah, even if they only use one part of a, a set, like my dragon was part of a set, they didn't include the rest of the set, which is totally reasonable because I'm. I don't think that was my best work at all, but um, yeah, they 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 pick it all. Okay, yeah, actually, I had totally forgotten that. Like these items aren't just for sale. There's also uh, the potential for them to drop randomly for people. Yeah, which is which is really cool. I think that's a good incentive for a lot of people um, who don't have indispensable money. Uh, it's a cool way of sure. getting them the items as well. It probably helps you a little bit. You know, it kind of works a little bit like free advertising. If people see, you know, see somebody's Marana running around on a dragon, they're like, oh, I'm going to go, maybe maybe I'll go track that down. Yeah, which might be a bit hard. <laughs> we also, like, there's also various ways for the item to be released into the game. Like, it could be bundled with a, a tournament ticket. It could be um, as part of a set. I mean, as, like, yeah, released directly into the store, or it could be in a treasure chest. Which, uh, in that case, people have to buy keys and hope that that item is in the chest. Sure, I know. Uh, you know, a lot. Of, a lot of people regard marketing as kind of a dirty word. But have you have you gotten out there and done any of it? I mean, have you kind of taken any steps to sort of subtly promote the stuff you've done, or do you do you prefer to just kind of let it let it hit the store and see how people respond to it? Um, there. In terms of if I need to, I feel like 
the store, the workshop in itself is enough marketing to, yeah, if an item's good, it's going to do well on the workshop regardless of if you post it anywhere else. But for me, if I've spent, you know, a couple of weeks or a month or something on an item, I'm just going to post it on Reddit usually okay. just because, I mean, I'm, I, I, li- I love going on the Dota 2 Reddit um, regardless. And I feel like that's probably the best marketing in terms of me just constantly posting on there and getting my name uh, on the on those comments. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll post it on Reddit just because I've worked so hard on it. Sure. I just want I want even more love or hate <laughs> depending on how it gets received. So so do we all. Uh, yeah. had, did you find that uh, you know now that you've had a couple of full sets and and quite a few other items out there? Like, did did people start to kind of learn your name as a modeler and start to seek out your stuff specifically? I'd I'd say so. Um, I've had a few uh, people saying, "Oh, hey," you know, in game saying, "Oh, hey, it's Bronto Thunder," and I'm like, uh, "I'm not a." I'm not a famous person. Don't. <laughs> Why are you? I don't have fans. You what are now. This? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean that—that's maybe half a dozen or something. You, it's you, nothing big. There are, um, quote unquote, you know, celebrities of the item making scene. Sure. Um, I feel like I'm prominent, but I'm not like a, a favorite. There are. I don't know if you're aware of um, Anuxi. She's like the item maker. Is she? Is she the 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 shaper divine? Yep. chest lady oh yeah like the i've seen those chests floating around uh, i think i might have unlocked a couple but i yeah i had heard that uh i'd heard that she had like an entire chest type devoted to her and rightly so she'd like she works like a, an animal on these and she streams her whole process so oh, really that's, that's another thing if anyone's willing wanting to get into this just watch her stream start to finish i mean she yeah her entire process is recorded from her perspective from the the screen capture so oh, that's really cool I, I just looked up her workshop page it's uh anuxi is that how you say it it's a-n-u-x-i i don't know how to say it but <laughs> if anybody's I, looking I say for anuxi. it yeah that's shouldn't it shouldn't be hard to find if you just google that uh she's yeah you're right she's got a whole lot of stuff up here um well cool uh i'll uh i'll, I'll let you get back to your matches uh I know you said you were you were cramming a few in before this uh, before this whole chat, but I uh, just wanted you to uh, tell people where they can look for your stuff if uh, they want to check out what you've been working on. Yeah, um, I don't. The exact link is uh, steamcommunity.com slash Bronte Thunder or something, but just Google that. It's, it's very easy uh, to find. <laughs> yeah, I just think Google. I'm the only other than an old '80s cartoon. I think I'm the only Bronte Thunder that exists on the internet. A little bit of dinosaurs action. Um, but if you want to, I believe Brad, you were my twelfth or something Twitter follower. So wow, it'd be good if I could get a couple more on there because I'll I'll post as soon as I um I'll post like work in oh, progress sure. and yeah. uh um as soon as I finish an item I'll post it on there. So that's an easy way to track all of that. Okay, cool. And uh, and uh, and you're also just Brown of Thunder on Twitter, like you said, right? Yep, at Brown of Thunder. Okay, cool. Excellent. Well, I really appreciate your time, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks for talking to me. Sure.